0: Welcome back to the Keeping It 90 podcast. Same as always, I'm Guardian and this is Dylan. Make sure to check out our Instagram page because that's where most of our content gets posted. Uh, today we have quite a few things to talk about. We're going to see if we're going to get to it all. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about mostly about the Western Conference, um, how the injuries have affected won the Western Conference and the MVP race. Uh, a few other things we'll probably get to. I got a lot of stuff to say about Luka today. But ooh, hope we got time for that. Uh, Western Conference. You want to kick it off?
1: Man, it was a rough week this week in the NBA. But, due to these, the injuries that have been happening and just, just the West being just so good, is it literally, one through like, nine, I feel I could end up anywhere, in the seating wise. Like, with LeBron being out for, they're saying like a month, the Lakers could fall. Let's see, they're, they're like four or five games back of the eight seed or ahead of the eight seed. And I mean, if LeBron's going to miss a month, which is about 16 ish games, they're not very good without him. And 80. So they could fall all the way down there and have to play a playing game, which is insane to think about it. The Lakers playing in a playing game to get into the playoffs because they got guys hurt. But I mean, you got CJ coming back for the Blazers. They can make a push for a top three seed. Luke and the Mavs have been on fire. I mean, you got the Warriors, Spurs. Nuggets, Clippers are all in there to get to the top three seeds because the Jazz are kind of faltering. The Suns are still being playing well. It's it's like it's I don't know if I've ever seen this late in the season it to be so wide open one through eight seeds. It's it's incredible. It's it's cool because like you like the parody of it. Like it's just kind of anything can happen. But it's it also kind of sucks because dudes are getting hurt, so you don't get to see these teams at full force. But I think it'll be interesting. Because I don't know, if the Lakers fall into those play-in games, obviously it's an elimination game. The Lakers are going to win because they have the greatest elimination player ever. So if when LeBron plays, they'll win. I don't know really how much it's going to hurt them to be that low. Because, I, I mean, I don't feel like the home court thing is going to matter too much, just like it didn't really in the bubble. It'll be a little bit more than it was in the bubble, but I don't think it's that big a deal. And they'll play basically the same teams. Their first-round matchup just might be a little harder. So I, I don't I don't think it's hurting them, but it's just crazy to see how close it is one through nine in the West. It's actually I don't know
0: super competitive. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of we're gonna see a lot of change in the Western Conference. A lot of teams are gonna shift like you said. Um, the team I mean the team I'm most excited for is obviously the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, that's my team. They got CJ back. Uh, it'll be I don't know it'll be fun to see them get into a rhythm. Uh, with all, with, you know, their, their main two guys back, their one-two punch. Uh, Dame's been carrying the load, not getting as much credit as he deserves. Not even close to enough. I don't know why Dame, uh, Dame to me, even beforehand, you know, is it, was a top three guy for MVP in the MVP race. That's before how I've before LeBron got hurt. Before anyone got is hurt. Before Joel Embiid got hurt, yeah. Um, but... I mean, now I I think he's the clear front runner being, you know, it's it's sucks that, you know, other players have gotten injured. Um, But Damian Lillard has been going out every single night. I mean, he's been, his, you know, second and third best players have been hurt. Yusuf Nurkic and CJ McCollum, Uh, you know, still sixth seed in the West. I mean, what, fourth quarter just has, you know, comes down the last five minutes. You know, he's dropping, he's dropping like 12 points in the last five minutes. He's hitting the game winning shot. He's hitting daggers. He's... He's, doing, he's really doing it all. He's doing everything you can do to win. And it, it's crazy to me that um, even, even people would consider, like, Steph Curry. Uh, and, you know, Steph Curry is another name that gets brought up in the MVP race, and rightfully so. But it's weird that Steph gets brought up more than Dame to me. Because and they, they're, they're better. They're a better record. And he's had right, – it's just been rough. Right. And the, I mean, Steph, they've had, you know, kind of similar paths where they've had – you know, both teams have had injuries. Dame has had to deal with injuries of his team. Steph has to deal with injuries of his team, um, but you know Steph is, or sorry, Dame is leading the Blazers to a better record. Um, he's arguably doing more because he's you know, he's picking up in those fourth quarter moments and he's he's has a big shot in almost every single win in the last couple, the you know, last few minutes of the game. I, I just I just gotta I just gotta wonder when Dame's gonna start getting his respect. Yeah, I'm I'm I, every list I see he's not even
1: in like a top three category. And I'm just like I I don't I don't know what a guy has to do. He his best. His best teammate was out for twenty-something games. Nurkic, his best big man, has been out pretty much the whole season, and he's just absolutely carrying these dudes. Facing two or three guys at a time on defense, trying to stop him, and they're still winning games. They're they're tied for fifth in the in the West right now, which, and they're only a couple games out of two or three. Mm-hmm. And he's unstoppable. And if you're if you're a team again playing against the Blazers and you have a lead like fifteen points or less with 7 minutes left to go in the game. You're terrified. All the pressure's <laughs> on you because Dame is going to light you up and mm-hmm. probably win the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know if maybe it's the defensive end or people don't want to put him in the MVP conversation. It doesn't make sense to me though because on all these lists Jokic is like number 1. And don't get me wrong, Jokic is balling out just like Dame is. He's putting up crazy numbers, but he's also not very good on defense. Mm-hmm. And he's a big man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't I don't know what the uh, the argument is against Dame. For me there's nothing to go wrong. Like I, like 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 yesterday, he had what a bad one bad game, but it's like I, I don't know if it's that the thing It's just he has a bad game here and there and that's what you're holding against him. I don't. He's he's like the definition of most valuable player. Mm-hmm. Without without Damian Lillard, the the Blazers probably look a lot like the Timberwolves right now, <laughs> and it's I just don't understand how anyone like even like no one's putting him primarily in their MVP talk. Every time I hear somebody talk about it, they're talking about their top three guys and they're like. Oh, yeah. And also, don't forget to mention Dane.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like he should be one or two right now. No doubt.
0: Yeah. That's how I see it. MB, MVP race, you know, it's, I think this year's been one of the craziest races. It's the most, I think, the, the most potential candidates.
1: Um, Especially this late
0: in the season. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the top, there's, they count, you know, the, your top five MP, MVP race or whatever and stuff like that. But, this year, you know, there's before injuries, there's arguably like eight players you could say. And it's not like eight players you could put in the top 5. It's like eight players that you could put as the MVP. Oh yeah. And that's what that's what's that's what's so surreal about it this season. Um but I just I don't know. I mean, give Damon's his respect. We got to talk about him more. I'm going to I'm going to keep talking about him as much as I can. I w- I want I want my boy to win an MVP.
1: And I I don't know if it deserves it. it. If there's not a lot of fans of Portland because it's like a smaller city or whatever and they're not watching. But he's like one of the most fun guys to watch. Cause he literally faces two or three dudes and somehow gets around it, gets around a screen, pulls up thirty feet, splash, and it's like it's like a layup for him. And I don't, it's incredibly fun to watch. And I don't know if enough people are seeing him to maybe give him his MVP respect, but I, he definitely deserves it, one
0: thousand percent. Yeah, another player. uh, So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make time for Luca because what I wanted to say about Luca, Luca, you know, another player that we could talk about in the MVP race. When you when you look at what Luca is doing and what he's done to other teams, I want to take the the Clippers for example because you know the Clippers have they have Kawhi and they have Paul George and they have have Pat Bev. Those are three you know high level defenders. Oh, yeah. And when you look at what Luca, 22 years old, is doing he does to them consistently every single time. You know he's dropping like 30 plus with you know nine assists. Like he goes off every time. And you know if you and you look at Luca's numbers, I mean, what you got his stats there? Yeah, he's got 29, eight and nine. 29, eight and nine. You know he's getting it done against high level teams. He plays at a high level. He shoots well. He I mean he's 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 incredibly good in the clutch. It's only 22, right? Too, which is crazy. I think. I think in a and you know 10 years from now we, this which is this is a, it's a long ways away but that's how much I believe in Luka I think 10 years from now we're going to have a similar uh, a similar concept of of LeBron James where you know you could make the argument that LeBron James has been the best player in the league since he was 22 and I think you could I think you know when you look at Luka's numbers and you look at what he does to top teams and what he does to elite defenders I mean when you and you're going to say like yo he was putting up Twenty seven eight or twenty eight eight and nine at twenty two, he's been the best player in the league for forever. I think that's something we could see down the road. You know, I could see, I could definitely see it if you talk about like best offensive player
1: in the league. But I, his defense isn't great, so it's gonna be hard to make him the top player like over a Giannis or even LeBron now because he's not playing great defense. But offensively, unstoppable like him Harden, and Harden are like the two guys you think are like the two best unstoppable offensively. Like it and like a Katie. Because he's just, uh, he I don't know, he's unstoppable. He, he, he does the step back, needs like no space, splash. He can get to the rim because he's, he's big. He can take on a smaller guard if he has to. And then he also facilitates and gets
0: his team going, which is why they're starting to win and might start climbing the rankings soon. Mhm. And, I mean, I just, you look at what the what the Mavericks have done, they've, they're completely relying on Luka. They're completely playing through Luka. And Luka is doing everything for them, at, again, at 22 years old. It just... I see a lot of like a mirror image of LeBron. That's a that's a lot of what LeBron had to go through. It's similar, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of different things. So I mean, and he's already been to the playoffs, exactly. And that's <laughs> that's something that a lot of young players don't do. It's not, it takes it takes players a while, you know, a while LeBron to get to playoffs and even make yeah make like a difference in playoffs. And don't get me wrong, you know, last year they were a first round bounce, but let's be real, they played the Clippers. The Clippers are a solid team, and okay. they still you know went four two. Yeah, and that's a twenty one year old Luca in the bubble. Things were different. Yeah, I don't know, Luca. to me is just a different breed. Where I'm, I'm see. I just I see so much of what he's doing. I, I see so much of of LeBron in him. Again, he need, the defensive end. You're right. Uh, he's not the best defender, um, but I don't know. Defense is defense is also dying. It's also it impossible to play defense. Play good it, defense. It anymore. is starting to become impossible. Just
1: so it's like yeah. I, I was hearing somebody was talking about how this year might be the first year someone wins the MVP who was like bad on defense, like like they said the only player in the last 25 years who's been like a, a below average defender to win MVP is Steve Nash. And mm-hmm. it's like, and it makes sense because just the game is so offensive and there's not a whole lot of defense you can play without right. getting foul calls. So I could definitely see that. He's definitely, he's definitely climbing the ranks MVP too right now because his team's starting to pick up the wins. Mm-hmm. And If he can get into the top four, or five seeds in the West, he could definitely be a name up there because mm-hmm. you're not giving it to a guy, like a team that's lower seeded. Even if he is, unfortunately, even if, yeah, even if he is, absolutely bawling out of his mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think another guy that also should be more, being talked about a little bit more in the MVP race is Giannis. I feel like he's putting up ridiculous numbers as always, and they're starting to win. They're, I think, a game, two games out of the first seed, and he's 29, 9, and 10 or something like that, something ridiculous. And people have just kind of put his name to the side because he's won two in a row. Voter fatigue. Yeah, I, that that's, not, that's something I just – the voter fatigue thing is like I, you got to vote if, the, if you're basing the MVP on the regular season of 2021, you have to put him in the conversation. You can't use, oh, he won the last two against him or the playoffs against him. Because if you do that, then you have to give playoff credit to like guys like a LeBron or Kawhi or KD when it, you talk about MVP. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't like how the voters do it and they get kind of tired of voting for the same guys. It's like It's based on this season. It shouldn't be based on...
0: Last season or the postseason and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't think they necessarily like use that against him. You know, he's won the MVP before. I think a lot of it comes to their – It's just the expectation. The expectation for the Bucks is to be a high seed, you know, and that's because of Giannis and him, him winning those MVPs. Uh, but so we're we're just we're just used to it. And when you think about MVP, we're thinking, you know, who brings value to their team. And people don't look at it as yeah that not that Giannis doesn't bring value, but they're like oh well, well this is expected we're used to this yeah I, and they, but so they look at other teams and other players of you know who's who's lifting their team who who's yeah, who, who's making their team better who's being more competitive than before this year and things like that so it's it's just it, it is difficult it's, most it's improved valueness or something right. like it's, that all, it, that's on yeah, yeah it's a little bit of that or it's yeah. a lot of that um and photo fatigue does kill it's it is it is it is difficult. But I mean, there's almost there's almost no way around it. When you see, you know, a team like the Bucks and you see them as a top seed the last four years or whatever, and then you know they're doing it again, you don't you don't necessarily give credit to where it's due, and that's Giannis has been been the reason for it this yeah. whole time. And I mean, I guess it, the voter fatigue, I guess it keeps
1: like the same people from winning it over and over again, so other dudes can win it. But I, I, I just if it's gonna be based on just the regular season, you got to talk about the guy, even if the even. You're like the voter expectations. If they're that high, it's like they're it's their own fault. Like mm-hmm. he's still if he's still meeting those expectations and playing out of his mind, like he was every other season. But I, I mean, I can see what you're t- saying. Like the expectations, they don't see him. They want him to be even better. Yeah, which doesn't really make sense. But when you're voting for the guy, you want him to stand out mm-hmm. compared to like like Lucas standing out this year, or like a Dame standing out this year. Giannis is just run of the mill Giannis season. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, so, got over the Western Conference. Got over, let's talk about a uh, nearing the trade deadline. A lot of players are gonna get moved around. Aaron Gordon just requested for a trade. Yeah, well, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't. I'm curious to see where he goes. I I don't know. I don't know if
1: I don't think the Lakers are gonna be like too panicky and try to trade for a guy, but I could see him on the Lakers because he's just a big dude and he can he can score and hold it over. Maybe help him hold it over a little bit while AD and LeBron are gone, but
0: other team I don't know what other teams do you think he could go to. Um, I saw that the Blazers do have interest in him. Um, I saw that the Heat also have interest in him. I mean, I, I think a lot of teams should have interest in him. You know, he's a he's big a, athletic freak. Exactly. You know, he can, and he can pass. Uh, he's not he's not a bad shooter at all. I mean, he's gonna dunk. He's gonna rebound. He gets. He's just a guy that you want down low on your team. Um, and a lot of teams, you know. Well, let's be real. A lot of teams need a piece. Oh yeah. I think I think you could say, arguably, every team needs a piece because the league is so competitive right now. That why not add another player? Oh, why yeah. not get another star? Um, not necessarily. I mean, Aaron Gordon's up there. He's, he's he's star level. I think the you know his situation with the Orlando Magic is a little bit limiting him. Um, I think it, whatever team he goes to, if he goes to a contender, his role is going to shift. And obviously, it's not going to be so much centered around him. And that's going to help his game a lot. It's going to evolve when they're not, you know, because they, when they're not focused on him. It'll open it up. Open up a lot of different things. Yeah. That'd be I,
1: I like the Blazers because they got they just have two undersized scores right now. If they had another guy down low, I mean, it, they'd be they'd be nasty on offense for sure. Mm hmm. Another guy that's like that I've been hearing a lot of trade rumors about is Lonzo. I don't he I've heard he's going to the Bulls. I don't know. I don't I don't even know. Like, if the Bulls like they got they have a uh, Levine handling the ball most of the time and they're not really I mean they're like they're tenth in the East so I guess they could make a push but it was kind of a weird team for me. Another team I heard that would be interested is the Clippers and I think that's really interesting because. We were talking about last episode how Kawhi and uh, Paul George, they've been handling the ball because they don't really have a point guard. And that's – I mean, they can do it, but it's not their game. They're not facilitators. They're just scorers. So if they have Lonzo, who's an actual point guard, and can get them open, I think it will open them up, and the Clippers could be scary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if – like, Lonzo's just been going ham from three. He's He's been a clear knockdown shooter. He's really improved on that, and I think – like, if you got Paul George or Kawhi driving in, and obviously people crash because it's Kawhi or Paul George, you kick it to Lonzo, and that's an easy three. Like, that'll that'll make them scary.
0: Yeah, right. And it's not like, you know, if, if he takes away minutes from Patrick Beverly, that's not, you're really not losing that much because Lonzo's a really good defender yeah, and like, a really good rebounder. He's he, longer and bigger than him. He just, he would fit in super well there. I think that would make the Clippers just scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yet to see Lonzo to see if he can, if he what what he can become in playoffs. But I mean, he, they're not going to be looking to him to necessarily score a lot yeah. or anything like that. So the pressure's kind of lifted off of him. The pressure is obviously you know more on Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, but I, I think that'd be an interesting one. I'm I'm, I'm questioning why why um, the Pelicans would deal him. Or did you? So you heard what Lavar said. Lavar said that he uh, that uh, Lonzo hates New Orleans. He said that. Yeah, Lavar said that. Yeah, so Lavar said that. I get. Re- I don't know how true it is. Lavar kind of speaks just loudly, speaks his mind, speaks whatever. Um, it's. I, I don't know if if Lonzo necessarily said that. I, I feel like it's weird. I feel like it would be weird for Lonzo to hate New Orleans because this he's having a, his best year yet. He's having a lot of success. I mean, and he has a good. He, I mean, he has Zion with him. That's the, his favorite guy. Should be one of the favorite guys in the league to pass to.
1: Like he might. He might like the team, but I mean, he's born and raised in L.A and maybe he just got used to that lifestyle and he he really likes it not New Orleans. LaMelo seems to be handling it. But I, yeah, if
0: he really said that that's that's different. I mean maybe, you know, he didn't say he didn't say uh Lonzo hates playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. He just said Lonzo hates New Orleans. Maybe he does just hate the city. He just doesn't like living there, but as far as basketball this is his most successful year. Yeah, There's true. no reason for him to dislike it. Yeah, if if that's true that's weird. That's that's something else.
1: Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really the Pelicans are looking to trade him. I just think people are interested and are calling about him, and
0: yeah. so they're they're obviously keeping their options open. I think that's because I I first heard Lavar say that, and then I heard all the trade rumors, and I was like, that's I don't know. That's just so interesting. I, mean, I, just don't, I don't see why either. you would. I don't see why they would trade Lonzo. I feel like I feel like Lonzo was on, Lonzo Zion is a good setup for you know, going into the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they don't they're not winning a lot of games right now, but I mean, they're still young. And they're they're improving, but I that's that's crazy. I didn't know he said that. That's weird. But I, as much as I don't like the Clippers very much, I think it would be really interesting to see Lonzo there because
0: yeah.
1: I feel like he would just he could be more himself, mm-hmm. just pass and knock down some
0: jumpers. They really they just the Clippers don't have a passer. They don't. They don't. They, I mean, that's been their problem this year and last year. They didn't have yeah, a true point guard. Yeah, exactly. They have you know they have a bunch of different scores. They have defenders. They don't have a passer put Lonzo in a situation where he loves passing. He's oh, yeah. 100% pass, for, pass first. A little timid on the shot, not so much this year. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you put Lonzo in a situation and say, hey, we want you to facilitate. And, you know, he's he's going to excel in that role 100%. And it, the, you were talking about the pressure
1: totally lifted off his shoulders because, like, he feels like he's part of, like, the, the young core of the, the Pelicans. Like, the, they got Ingram and Zion and him. It's supposed to be, like, this, you know, young big three type thing. And it, I feel like he probably has – Probably has some pressure where it's like, oh man, I got to beat this guy. But if you go to the Clippers, you're very clearly the third guy, and it's like, if that the, these guys, yeah, these guys are like legit All NBA players every year. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have to do as much. I can just sit back and play my role and make these guys even better.
0: I think he just I think he fits there. I think he fits with the Clippers really well. Yeah. I think that's someone they should target, and that's someone that they. Uh, I don't I don't I just I really like Lonzo. I just it's it's hard for me to to fathom that you know teams don't want Lonzo I think any team like if I'm if I'm you know creating a team there's not a team where I don't want Lonzo on it no matter who my point guard is or who my shooting guard is I want Lonzo as you know whether he's a backup or a starter or not he does he he just does a lot of the intangible things he rebounds defends really well he's that passer he really can just get an offense going and, and a defense going why don't you want that guy
1: I th- I feel like he gets a lot of slander because yep. he's not a superstar, you know, dropping thirty and ten every night. But you're right, like any t- sort of championship team would love to have a guy like that who's mm-hmm. gonna come in, he's gonna play hard, he's gonna give, he's gonna play defense. A lot of guys don't like to do that. He'll actually he'll play good defense, and I just the just the, the way he can play make, I don't know how you couldn't want. It. I just he had an unfair expectations, I guess, mm-hmm. and since he hasn't been. All-star every year he's been since he's been drafted, it's people have viewed him as a bust.
0: Yep. When he's really not. And I, sp- I think now even more than more than ever, with Lamelo coming out and being the highlight player that he is, and they're like and they're just like, oh, Lamelo was so much better. Lonzo's a bust. Lonzo's not a bust at all. He's, he's Lamelo is just balling. Every like, team needs role players. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. And if you could be you know, if you can be an elite role player. That's big time. That that is that's that is big time. Every team needs that. They do. It's like, like I mean like
1: like Iguodala on the Warriors, he was so important for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's, you know, a superstar dropping twenty five a, a night, but he's vital to their championship run before they had KD. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be interesting to watch where he goes. But the other ball brother, sad, sad, sad. man. No more uh, face of the league, house of Lamelo.
0: <laughs> Lamelo Center out of out for the season. It's tough. It's been a rough injury week. It's tough, yeah. And you, you're you're right. It basically uh you know takes away rookie of the year for him. I think he was, he was a front runner. I think you have Anthony Edwards coming in, you know, as a close second. Um, but with Lamelo missing, you know, almost half the season at this point, it's it sucks. It's tough. Yeah,
1: I. You know, and I was finally starting to enjoy the Lamello hype and watching him ball out because he was just. It's fun was, to watch, man. He it was. It's exciting. It was, it was it's energetic. Weird. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like... It's almost like the shots he takes sometimes are like a little unorthodox. Like The one he took on LeBron that was shown on uh, House of Highlights a million times, it was just like a weird-looking shot. And it's like,
0: what is that? But
1: that's like a type of thing.
0: That he just makes shit like that. His jump shot is... It it bothers me to, to to like watch it, but I I also love watching it at the same time. Yeah, it's like the way he shoots it, and like it's just like the quick flick. It looks like he doesn't want the ball, like, <laughs> like, like like hot potato. He's like, get that get out that of my out hands, here. get splash. that out of my hands. Yeah, exactly, splash. And
1: it <laughs> it sucks because I mean he it was clear clearly the frontrunner for or rookie of the year, but before he got hurt, I wrote down that Anthony Edwards is might be coming because he was they so they fired their coach and they got a new coach and since then. LaMelo, or Anthony Edwards has been unstoppable they're not winning a lot of games but I mean he's dropping 27 30 29 42 like he's he's going off and I think like he, I think he could be one of the not not the face of the league but like one of those like I got a like side faces I don't know how to explain it like a second tier yeah like a maybe like a Kyrie where it's like yeah, we're like you know of him. Yeah, he's because he's fun to watch. He's like an explosive athlete. Athlete can shoot, dunk on anybody. He's got the nastiest dunk of the year by far, and he's a funny dude. Like he's got a good personality where you you like him, at least in my opinion. And I I think he could be he could be a, another
0: another one of the many bright stars that are coming up in the league. Yeah, he uh he he really has that build where. It's it's a it's that it's that it's that build that you want in a young guy because he has you know all the sort of the fundamental things um and you know has a lot of, like the, the fundamentals of basketball. As far as he has you know a good jump shot, um, he knows how to drive, he can he can pass a little bit, he can rebound, but he's incredibly athletic, and that's what you look for is is the athleticism and those fundamentals, and you that's what makes stars. I mean that's what that's what you know, that's what Jimmy Butler's made of. You know early in his career is just. And a really athletic guy that kind of had some base fundamentals and a strong defender. That's what your Kawhi Leonard is made of. Yep. So uh, it's you just it has, he has that his star power, that star potential, and, and you see him drop in the you know these these high scoring games already. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and like guys like Jimmy Butler and Kawhi, they didn't pop till like year three or four, mm-hmm. and this guy's he's starting to look really really good right out of the gate, which is cool, which is cool to see. Yeah, and. I, he's obviously going
0: to be rookie of the year now, unless. Whoa, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. You don't jinx it. Oh yeah. We've been too many injuries lately, man. Don't be. Don't be talking You're about right. that. You, yeah. <laughs>
1: he, he's looking like he po- could possibly win it. You never know. You think. You think if. You think Lamelo could still win it even though he's out the next thirty games.
0: If like if Anthony Edwards got hurt. I mean, maybe at that point you're like, "Well, one of these two guys should get it," but then that's also like disrespectful to the third guy who played the whole season. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a lot of. It's, it comes down to you know those games played. Um, it's unfortunate, but yeah. that's 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 you know that's one of those things. It, it, injuries happen. They happen to every player, and you know, put You gotta. Not not necessarily. You know, injuries are a freak thing. They're kind of you know fluke thing, but. You also, you know, sometimes you, you, you there's there's ways of staying healthy, you know, yeah. and it's being it's being careful with with how you play, uh, and you know also taking care of yourself. You know, crazy things are gonna happen no matter what. Um, but you know if you bounce back, make yourself stronger, take care of yourself, don't. And it's it's hard to say because like you know you see like um older players or not necessarily older, but just players. I would say players in like their first like four or five years or so, they have a different play style. They play, you know, they're a lot more aggressive. They're you know they're willing to you know m- try and make the extra play for a foul or whatever or like risk their body and things like that. Yeah. And that's because they're younger. I mean, you see, you know, if you see any any young guy check into a game, they're they're like full court pressing the their defender. You want cause they just have that energy? You want that guy to do that? You and you see them more. take like
1: a lot of awkward falls or collisions and stuff. Like you don't see like a Chris Paul or LeBron or Jimmy Butler really, you know, veteran guys. They're not doing like crazy.
0: Taking these weird falls or anything because they're not mm-hmm. putting themselves in harm's way. Yeah, they're they're they not they're not doing those things in the regular season because exactly. they know what the end goal is. Whereas these young guys, you know, they're still they're still got to make a name for themselves. That, they got to make gotta go. they they got to do those things. Yeah, and it, it sucks it sucks to see young guys get hurt. It Sucks to see guys get hurt in general, but it sucks yeah. to see you know someone they're the front runner for rookie of the year get hurt. And yeah, the highlight, highlight player of the league.
1: Yeah, literally, you're seeing him every day. Some some he's doing something, and it's just, it just sucks wish we could turn the injury sliders
0: off <laughs> that's the dream honestly one day i wish um okay so i do uh you you brought up something about you were talking about Giannis earlier and i want to i'm going to start Giannis, but kind of shift into something else but so Giannis this year um what's helped him be more dominant in a half court setting because the bucks are running a lot more at the half court sets on offense they're not running the fast break as much because they've realized that that's what's killed them in playoffs yeah so the Bucks are running a lot more half-court sets. Um, what's held Giannis a lot is just the the little, you know, he, ha- he has a little floater now. He has a little touch to it. And that's, it's only, you know, like four or five, four or five um, feet, you know, back behind the rim. Yeah. That's a huge difference, though. It's a huge difference being him because he's already, you know, seven foot one and already dunking on you no matter what. And now you have to. You, you, well, well, you, you have to come out, out a little one, bit one, you, more. Yeah, you have to come out a little bit more and try and guard that floater, which you're not guarding it because he's the tallest <laughs> he's dude out there he's with the longest arms. Years, yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, the, the it's just cr- getting more space for yourself has helped Giannis. So, shifting into that, um, Ben Simmons. The other... I forgot who they were playing. man I, forgot, I was going to look it up beforehand. But the other night... Um, the 76ers were down by five with like eight seconds left and uh, the ball got kicked out to Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons just pulled a three in oh, yeah. rhythm and splashed it. He really did. <laughs> so the, that I thought that was really big because he, Ben Simmons jump shot doesn't look, it doesn't look ugly or anything like that. No, oh, like it looks he, like a good jump shot. It looks like a good jump shot. And you can tell he's really putting in the work behind doors um, or behind closed doors. And you know, when you don't, when, I think Giannis a bit has exposed himself to being a bad shooter by you know taking taking a lot of threes and kind of trying to force them when he's not quite comfortable with it. Yeah. Ben Simmons is getting comfortable behind closed doors, and then you know he brought it out and like you said, it was just in perfect rhythm. It looked like a, if you didn't know that that was Ben Simmons, you just thought that was any regular guy that can hit a three. Because yeah. it looked so perfectly normal. Ben, that's something. Ben Simmons is gonna get a lot better real soon when he can start when he starts taking those when he gets the green light to start taking a lot more in games. I think he he they
1: I think that's the biggest thing is like, like he made that there was no pressure behind the shot they they right. were gonna lose the game, so it was just like an indoor you know gym open gym jumper, mm. but if if he starts getting used to it in the game because, it is different in game no matter how many shots you put up, in the gym like in practice and stuff, I mean it you you'll get better. But it's, you can't mimic in game, you know, adrenaline. And I mean, obviously, right now there's not a ton of fans, but the fans and oh, the best player in the league's right there, or one of the best players in the league's right there, defending me. It's Just all this pressure and adrenaline, it's hard to mimic. So once he starts taking them in games, and he'll he has the form, That's he just right. needs to get the confidence in game. And I think maybe I probably not this season because he's gonna have to carry doing his thing because Embiid's kind of has been mm-hmm. is hurt. But next season, I think he's going to start shooting a lot more yep. and he'll he'll probably start making some and if he does i
0: mean i think i mean I, really... I, I think we'll see him as you know a you know 30 33% guy 35 maybe Yeah. not like kind of 40 right there yeah no not, not going to be you know you're and that's not what he needs he just needs a couple here and there and to be wide open exactly and that's it's it's a big game changer and because he's working you know he's working on enclosed doors when he comes out with it it's going to be it's it's just going to be it's just going to be different and when you can come out out of the gate with, with more confidence in your jump shot and that good form and it looks good, that's way different. And unfortunately, because, you know, we see, when you see Giannis take a three, it looks, it looks, it's just he's got that hitch in his shot. It doesn't yeah, look, he looks, doesn't look comfortable or anything like that. And you know, so we see Giannis as a bad three point shooter. And we see, you know, people look at Ben Simmons as a bad three point shooter too. But the fact is that we really don't know that because he just doesn't take them. And he'll take one every. Ten games, and mm-hmm.
1: usually he misses it. But it's like he just took one random jumper. And it's probably with the shot clock going down is why he took it.
0: Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not like most, a, well, most of his like career three point shots are like full court heaves.
1: Yeah, and so like like I think his rookie or whatever he was like
0: oh for ten in his career from three, and it's like that's kind of missing. all full court three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally all of them. So I mean, the the of the threes he actually takes, it's it's different. It's going to be different. Yeah, it's it's just a confidence thing for sure. Can you imagine if he whipped it out in playoffs and just started splashing? I would be, I'd be ecstatic. That'd be the whole, that'd be the funniest thing ever.
1: You just got dude standing at the free throw line when he's at the three point line. He's just like splash.
0: Yeah, and then they'll kind of be like, hey, he's not gonna do it again. Splash splash. Yeah, Alright. That would be <laughs> that would be nuts. Six sixers, six five. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you imagine, Every team would have game plan. Every team is gonna game plan for you know Ben Simmons not shooting threes. And then it just <laughs> wop, 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 wop. It just lights you up. Even if he's on like you know shoots like thirty five percent, imagine he takes ten in a game, makes four of them. Oh my god! If <laughs> <laughs> they full confidence, you would not hit. be ready for that at all. No, no one would, bro. The Sixers <laughs> would be unstoppable. That'd be that'd be a fun one. I'm I'm excited for Ben Simmons. I I agree. I think it's I think it's not going to happen this year though, but I think next year we're going to see a big difference in that three point shot.
1: Hopefully, okay. because people have been asking for it and been wondering like, when's he going to do it? I mean I guess you got to go at your own speed go yeah
0: exactly don't don't if it's not if it's not there don't show the world it's not there yeah that's the big thing don't waste the possession on your not if you're not
1: going to make it I guess mm. the bucks uh, you're, we're talking about the bucks i think pj tucker is going to help them a lot in playoffs too cuz i think their defense hasn't been as good as it was like last year last year they were elite on defense this year's been it eh. but pj tucker's another guy who's going to he can guard their best player at least for a little bit, whoever they're playing against. And He, he plays good defense on anybody, and he he's like, he plays like, he can play like a big, even though he's smaller. And I think he'll open it up a little bit for Giannis because he can knock down that corner three. Last year he was like best percentage from the corner because that yep. was just the thing. He just sits there, hits
0: the corner if he's if he gets the ball. That's the thing is that that's what's weird to me though is they already have Brook Lopez for that, and he Brook Lopez like <laughs> as he does that he just stands in the corner waiting for Giannis to kick out threes. I guess it's weird just, to have two guys to do this. I mean, I guess you could just constantly have one of them on the floor at all times,
1: so you're not lacking that spacing. Yeah, I yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's important. I think PJ Tucker's real good. I think and, and for PJ Tucker, he can guard like a guard too.
0: Like I feel like yeah. if Brook Lopez is out on a guard, he's gonna get cooked. Yeah, uh, PJ Tucker can kind of guard all five positions. Yeah, he's one of my uh, one of my top five fat boys. Yeah, I'm coming out with that list next week. Top five fat boys. I'm gonna Make a I'm gonna make a current list. Spoiler alert! I'm in it. <laughs> Top five NBA fat boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that yeah, I forgot I forgot they got him. Honestly, uh, that's that's a big one. Good for PJ Tucker too. Get another contender. Yeah. That's what that's you know that's what elite role players look like. They just exactly. they all they're always in playoffs and they're always on the contending team because teams just want them to yeah. fill a slot.
1: Dudes like him or like a Jay Crowder, you every year you're all around the trade deadline. You're always hearing about guys like that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, this five teams are interested in this guy. And it's like, it, that's why it's because if you're pushing for the playoffs or a championship, you want guys who are going to play their or who are going to be good at their role and accept their role and not try to be do too much and try to be like a star of a good team. They just know their role and they excel
0: at it, which mm-hmm. is important. Those role players make a lot of money. A lot of money, and because it's because you know their their contracts kind of bounce around, and like they'll get like a contract voided or something like that, or not voided, but they'll get like a buyout. So then they got paid for you know the the half a year left that was on their contract, or they their year and a half left on their contract, and then they go sign another contract, another team.
1: Yeah, like Billy Griffin. Those players make almost. Just, just got
0: bought out and sign a new contract. Like it's,
1: hey, be a role player. Don't aim to be LeBron. Aim to be like a <laughs> <Dick> Tucker. <laughs> no shame in that,
0: bro. Really, there's not. Uh, do we run? Do we run through all our topics? I'm out for this week. You got anything else? Uh, I thought you said you had something on KD Oh yeah, I do. Have, I do have a. <clears throat> I've been uh I'm trying to. I'm really trying to understand more into the the concept of you know of why player or why people think you know Kevin Durant is the best player in the world, and I understand it's more why. I hate. Uh. I think it is. I Just think like, I
1: think a little bit. Of, a little bit of it like is like Kawhi was the best player in the world for a little bit. Yeah, People I never really saw say. that
0: one. I think. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, Kevin Durant, you have a better argument. So KD, I think that the difference is the, the big difference is LeBron. LeBron on a team, you're gonna you're building around LeBron, and LeBron's going to build around himself, if we're being honest, and he knows what it takes to get it done. Um, but. You know he's kind of that focal point, and not not every player works well with LeBron. That's why you know that's why players move around. him. I mean any team LeBron has been on trades, signs, cuts yeah. like crazy because one he knows what he needs to get it done, um, but two he, he just not everyone can fit with LeBron's play style. I think the difference is Kevin Durant doesn't need to be necessarily built around because his play style works anywhere. No matter what team you're on, you can fit Kevin Durant on your team. I don't think you can necessarily say the same thing for LeBron James. Not that you don't want LeBron James on your team, but you're gonna get LeBron James, and then you're gonna have a you have you have a little bit of work to do, or he's gonna do a little bit of work.
1: He's the system, and he's not like Katie will fit the system. LeBron is the
0: system. Yeah, and but so and the, yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. But the difference there is that Kevin Durant almost has this ability to make any team unstoppable. And it takes a really, it takes, he, he, again, because he's been on, he's been on really good teams. On, he went from an, un, takes himself, puts himself on an unstoppable team. I mean, I mean, come on. I, but that's the thing is the Warriors weren't unstoppable. They got stopped. They were damn near unstoppable and he made them unstoppable. But, but they went this nets with the nets. Now he's it's they're again, a really good team. And he, he almost has that ability to make them look unstoppable. Yeah. and it's different it's different you have LeBron who's like hardcore gonna carry your team gonna you know he build and he knows what it takes to win and you have Kevin Durant who can go to a good team and make them unstoppable it's just different aspects of it and that's what I see I think people can see they don't necessarily t- take a look at like the story or the roster but they just say hey Kevin Durant I, it's it's right there it's Kevin Durant has the ability to make any team unbeatable yeah but I you could say that about a lot of players like if okay take
1: Steph Curry and put him on I don't know the Jazz, unstoppable. Or put or switch out take KD off the Nets and put Steph Curry there, unstoppable.
0: Oh, or dude, that one. I don't or know Giannis on, so
1: much. Or Gian, Giannis on the Nets, unstoppable. You can say that about a lot of players. Like I don't think you're putting KD on let's say
0: No, because because those players aside from Steph Curry, Steph Curry is a good example. Um but Giannis, you know, it's it takes a certain team to he doesn't necessarily, I don't think Giannis necessarily just fits everywhere. Like like how Kevin Durant can fit everywhere.
1: Like well, I agree he could fit anywhere, <laughs> but to say he he makes a team unstoppable, I mean, Harden and Kyrie are proven. They're they're winning like every game. I mean, they're pretty much they're almost unstoppable as it is. The Warriors, they went 73-9 and won a championship. Obviously, you put a top 5 player on the league on that team, they're going to be unstoppable. Like I I don't I, that argument's kind of I can see where he the fitting he could fit anywhere just cuz his play style is so efficient and he can just get you shoot 19 shots and score 30 points cuz he doesn't miss but saying he makes teams unstoppable just by going there like if he's on the Wizards right now are the Wizards unstoppable? No. And they got they got two really good guys. No, no, they got really a really good guy and then
0: Westbrook has his moments. They I, I again, I, it's not that he makes any team unstoppable. Um so that that's LeBron can lift any team and make them a force, um, and that's why that's 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 what that's what makes LeBron James who he is. I don't necessarily agree with it that Kevin you now that Kevin Durant is the best player. I'm just saying that's I think that's the thought process behind it. It's that this guy can make any team unstoppable, and like and that that's. I, again, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, and you, I think, I think you have to look in deeper than that. You have to look at rosters, you have to look at yeah. situation. But that's, I think, that's why. That's, that's the, that's what I see from other people. And so if that, if that is the argument, and you can take a sixty-win
1: team and make them a sixty-five-win team and win a championship, I mean, cool. You're a good player on a good team. Mm-hmm. But I like if you take a, because right now we're talking about LeBron and KD. If you put LeBron or KD on the Timberwolves, which team's winning more games, the KD LeBron or the KD Timberwolves? Or the LeBron Timberwolves, LeBron. and I think that's important. Like, yeah, no, it is absolutely. But like scoring wise, yeah, Katie's a better scorer. because he can do it super efficiently from anywhere, and you can't really stop him. Sometimes LeBron, if he's in a shooting funk, he kind of loses confidence in his jumper. He's not; he's still going to score twenty something, but he's not going to he's not going to be as efficient with his shot, and he's going to start passing instead of scoring. Mm-hmm. So I can give Katie that, but other than that, I I don't. I don't know how there's an argument. People just like to hit on LeBron. And
0: uh, yeah, like I do think I do guys. think I do think an aspect of it is is a little bit of LeBron hate.
1: That's why trying to get someone there. Kawhi on the Raptors, there was a little bit of oh Kawhi might be the best player in the league, and it was like if you're actually watching, no, he's not. He's yeah. good. Like no, th- no, there's nothing wrong with being a top five guy, and not number one. Like it's fine. And Katie's really really good, just not as good as LeBron. Doesn't do as many things.
0: Yeah, and so, a, li- a little, uh, a little more onto that. I think we're. I think the NBA is seeing a, a large, a large shift, and I think that shift started with LeBron James. The shift, and I've spoken on this before, is um, of players moving themselves in their prime and controlling their own destiny. Yeah, and I think LeBron started that. Started that shift with the move to the Heat. The decision. Um. So I, and that's why I think you know a lot of a lot of people now they're not they don't care about how stacked your roster is because every player can control themselves and they just see it as why not go to a stacked roster why not make the as you know why limit yourself I guess yeah so and Kevin Durant has essentially as you know as far as controlling your own destiny Kevin Durant has done that better in a sense because he's just gone to you know more stacked teams but again that's why that's why I'm saying we we see that shift. And people are just looking at who's the best team, you know, who's 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 the top dog on the top team. Yeah, it's not necessarily who's the best player. It's who's the and Kevin Durant, you know, you, players moving to all these places. I think loyalty is gone. Loyalty is dying. Yeah, and not necessarily I'm, I'm not even loyal. Not loyalty is not the right word for it because I don't believe in loyalty to an organization anymore. Because they don't have loyalty to you. They don't have loyalty to you, and yeah, and 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 players are making that you know more apparent, and yeah. players are talking about that more. So the whole concept of loyalty. Is, is fading away as it should be because it's ridiculous and it's ridiculous to hold players to a different standard. So when you don't think about that and you think about, you know, in the future we're going to be looking at all these stars moving and things like that, we're probably going to see, you know, other players like, you know, other top-level players like Kevin Durant that want to pair up with other top five, like multiple top five players in the league pairing up again. And that's, that I think that's the shift that we're going to. And if you're looking at that time period, Kevin Durant has done it Arguably better than everyone, anyone by going to a high level team and making them unbeatable. Yeah, I.
1: So I, he really does, He puts himself in a really good position to win. But the thing yeah. about it is, like, how many people are like, KD, two time champion," and are like, "Yeah, he really was vital and made sure that, like he's those rings were on like. LeBron like on haters. What do you mean? You said, who, Oh, who, who thinks that? Yeah, like LeBron haters. Like, that he should be getting the huge share of the credit for these rings. Which I guess some are some you argue with some people and they start ring counting and they might do that and be like, Well, Katie got these rings and if he wins with the Nets, like, Oh, he got these rings and they won't talk about the surrounding cast or whatever. So, but I, I think it's I like like LeBron's ring with the Lakers and the Cavs compared to Katie's two with the Warriors. Like, which ones are really worth more legacy wise. You would you would say LeBron because he elevated his team and didn't like go to a team that was already won a championship and already had winning ways. It kinda of, so I like the movement like the moving around, I think it'll happen a lot more, but there's a lot of a lot more young stars. So there's a lot of guys around, so it'll still be like sort of competitive. And I think mm-hmm. it really just depends on the guys competitiveness. Like like I don't know, like if you're running at the gym and you you're just mopping everybody because you got the four best guys four or five best guys in the gym you're winning but i mean
0: how do you feel about it like it gets kind of boring me per- yeah again that, that's that's what i see me personally i don't yeah you're right it gets boring it's like not, you, you know it's not necessarily fair it's not competitive it's not the same level of competitiveness like yeah you're you're dominating and you you're, you're competing and you're going out there but it's not the same level of competitive. There's, there's nothing better than going back and forth. Like, you want, you want to be
1: on a good team so you can trust your teammates and you can win games. But you don't want them to be so broken that it's it's not, like, what's the point of even playing? Like, mm-hmm. you want it competitive. And you want good team versus good team. And you just know you can beat them because you are the better team. But more than, we're going to destroy these guys because they don't have anywhere close to the talent we do. Mm-hmm. It, but, I mean, that's just to me. Katie obviously, he just wants to get his rings and... Keep it moving. Uh, it's just each guy <laughs> speed run, bro. Speed run. Yeah. <laughs> each guy is different. So I mean, no, it's different. And and, and uh, like Dame, like Dame. Going back to Dame, he he's focused. He wants to stay in Portland because he thinks he can. His team is good, and he wants to he wants to win there with a good team, and not you know go and hop on the Clippers or the Lakers or the Nets or whatever. He wants to win there. That's the type of competitive competitiveness I like,
0: like personally, but dudes are different so i mean yeah and uh so going back a little more on onto, onto back to Kevin to i think um so all of the all of your your uh, your goats all of your greatest players of every era i think they you know they 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 wanted the world on their shoulders they wanted the pressure i mean michael jordan he wanted he wanted the last shot he wanted everything he wanted to do it all yeah that he, you know he graduated to Kobe. Kobe wanted to, do, I mean, from it just from super young said, I mean, I'm you know t- taking as many shots as Shaq, which Shaq was MVP, and you got this young guy taking as many shots as him. He he wanted that. LeBron he wants that. He wants the moment. He LeBron wanted to lead in all five categories to win to come back on a three one. And with with Kevin Durant, I don't think he necessarily wants that on his shoulders because uh, you you know with the Warriors, I, in my personal opinion, and I think it's I think it should be clear to everyone that Steph Curry, while he wasn't the finals MVP, Steph Curry was the most important player on that team. And you could make a very good argument this year that James Harden could be that guy because he's doing everything. Look, James Harden should be –
1: he's been in the MVP conversation and he should be. But so going on to that, I think think KD wants – he wants the rings and like with the Warriors, he would take like the clutch shots in the finals. Mm -hmm. But games 1 through 82 in the regular season – you know, he can just kind of coast and he's not worried about it. He'll let Harden or Curry carry mm-hmm. and do their thing because he doesn't want that pressure of being the guy that's supposed to carry this team through the playoffs. But in the playoffs, you know, he'll be the guy because he gets all the shine and all the focus in the playoffs. I feel like it's kind of it, – I don't know, like, if he wants, like, all that attention. He just wants the attention. Yeah, of winning. I just, he doesn't I just, care I don't, about the yeah. rest. He just wants, like, the winning – like, the winning shots in the finals are big shots. But quarter one through four, games one through 82, I don't know if he's – He's not the guy you want. That's not the way to put it. He's not going to carry your team
0: like a like a Steph Curry or like a Harden is right now, mm-hmm. and it's, it's different. You're, and that's that's exactly right. And you know, he kind of in, in in those you know in in the regular season with the Warriors, you know, he can he puts up those he puts up those numbers, but you know the pressure isn't on him. And then in yeah. playoffs too, you know, he's putting up crazy numbers, and you know, you, sure he'll take the last shot and whatnot, and he's he, but he's been known for that, but. It doesn't necessarily like relieve any pressure if you've missed that shot because you still have a two-time MVP, you still have the best spot-up shooter in the corner, yeah. you still have you know two, three you know all-team defenders.
1: Yeah, and that's not saying that he's not good game through one through eighty-two. Like no, obviously he's an he, elite player, but mm-hmm. like the pressure of being the guy,
0: it, he doesn't ever have it really. I don't think he. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want that constant pressure. That's yeah. what it is. And you, he he can see can he can step up in the moment and he will step up in the moment. He wants to step up in the moment, but that longevity of constant pressure and the, the grind of getting there, I don't I don't see that as much. You kind of see it like in like his like
1: fragile type of mindset. Like towards the end with the Warriors, you know, like Draymond would start getting on him, and it's like he didn't want that pressure of being the leader like he wants he wants to be a baller and wants to ball out but he doesn't want to be the leader of a
0: team. That's yeah, he's is he's not yeah, he's not a leader. Nothing wrong with that. Which is why different. I think he recruited
1: Harden so hard because Harden's obviously been able to lead teams because he's been the guy, the leader of the Rockets for so long. Mm-hmm. So we got, like Kyrie's been kind of flaky and not so much of a leader. But Harden has been clearly leading his team and to a success. And Yo. so he wanted that so he didn't have to take on that leadership role. Yo, which is I mean it's fine. Not everyone's built to be a leader. But I, I that that's another difference between KD and LeBron, or KD and a lot of players. Yeah, is and that's just a personality thing. He's still
0: obviously an elite player. Mhm. It's I don't it's just it's just different aspects of it. Yeah. And I th- I think the the more if if you want to just look if you want to just you know like take a quick peek at the NBA if you take a quick peek at the NBA, um. You, you, I think you, you know you're more. You could be you could be more inclined to see you know Kevin Durant being the best player. But if you actually you know, when you start breaking things down, you start looking into the you start looking at you know um, what they've gone up against, you start looking at the different moves. When you really take the more things you take into account, the more it points towards LeBron.
1: Yeah, like if you just turn on the TV and you're watching Kevin Durant play and he's just making everything and it just looks easy and it's like oh, oh that guy there's no way someone's better than that. But like you said, they're not taking it into account everything around them and around the league which yeah. is is very
0: important when deciding who is the best player in the league yeah it's different I mean, I'm, I'm just trying you know I'm, I'm trying to open my mind to more things and trying to understand the mindset a little bit differently I, I see it i don't agree with it i see it it's wrong but i i can see where i can see where they're coming from. I, I i can fully understand why these people are wrong <laughs> I, I get it i get why you're wrong <laughs> you're still wrong i put myself in your shoes and i'm like damn y'all got her wrong it's real. <laughs> He's trying for you guys, and it's it's been real hard. <laughs> it really has been, honestly. it's, it's been tough.
1: And I, I, I don't I, I don't know why people take it as such a slight to be the second guy. Mm hmm. Like, if you're the tenth best player of all time, why is that a bad thing?
0: Yeah. Like you're still really good. And yeah, and even still, I mean, if you took if <laughs> if you if you took LeBron. If, if you took LeBron out of the world, let's just say LeBron never, ever picked up a basketball. Sad day. Kevin Durant could very easily be the like the greatest of all time right now.
1: I mean, he could have won some with the Thunder. You know, he wouldn't, I mean, have, he to w- w- the... wouldn't have been going against LeBron.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, but, I mean, it's, just, it's just the era. It's just the era that he's playing at the exact same time as LeBron James.
1: Like, I mean, if Michael Jordan played at the same time as LeBron, he would fall to
0: second, you know, and be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Second, you got him high up there. Oh yeah, exactly. the MJ hater. I'm not an MJ hater. I You're just, right. I, Scotty, un- you know, Scottie Pippen would finish second. You know, it's, it's fine. I could make a strong argument that Scottie Pippen was more valuable than, MJ, than MJ. You won't do it next episode. I will do it next episode. Get flamed in the comments. Let me call that episode. Fuck MJ. Oh <laughs> uh, my god. <laughs> more goat talk. All right, I'm at. A, that was that was my last thing. We got we got. Uh, it's really easy to get out of hand when we talk about Kevin Durant, because you can't talk about Kevin Durant without talking about LeBron. Exactly. Uh, but you can talk about LeBron without talking about Kevin Durant. And that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't, you don't have anything else? I got nothing else. I, I just want to
1: plead for uh, Steven Silas. Okay, yeah. I, I swear to God, if can the you, Rockets... Can you
0: explain to the casual fan? Because casuals don't know who Steven Silas is. I agree. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> so... First off, just
1: don't fire him. He's the Rockets' head coach right now. Rockets, don't fire him. Now, Steven Silas is a coach that got hired after the Rockets got rid of D'Antoni and their GM, Daryl Morey. They're both gone, which are two guys Harden loves, obviously, because he went back to the Nets where D'Antoni coaches. And so Harden is with the Rockets and just has this total blow-up, quits on the team, just causes this chaos, basically, in Houston which this is a rookie coach, his, or his first year with the team, and he's got to deal with his superstar demanding a trade to get out. And he has to deal with Russell Westbrook also leaving, and they have to bring in John Wall, totally new guy. I mean, the team's just blowing up around him, and it's not his fault. It's it, it's Harden and, the, like, just the organization. So they get rid of Harden, which top five player in the league. Your team's going to suffer for that. And then you got – you have so now you have John Wall, you have Victor Oladipo, you got a injury-prone DeMarcus Cousins, a bunch of a bunch of like injury-type of guys, and they were playing well, but then they started getting hurt. They had Christian Wood, who was playing well, got hurt. They uh, if you turn on a Rockets game, the, it, all these guys are like G League players. You don't even know who's playing exactly, and it's like, and they're so they've lost twenty in a row, and in most cases, if your team loses twenty in a row, you fire the coach, but this dude is in his rookie year or his first season with the team. And the whole thing is just imploding around him, and it's not his fault. There's nothing he can do about this. P.J. Tucker's gone. Harden's gone. People are hurt. It's not his fault. So I, I just, if they fire him, it'll just it'll just be bad. It'll just look really bad. Don't do it. Don't, Don't fire him. It's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Give, a give, give him an offseason, a healthy team. See how they do next year. Do not fire him. And, well said.
0: Yeah. That. Are you done? You good? Yeah, don't fire him. Okay. Well, uh, well said. You guys heard it here first from Ash Catch him. Don't <laughs> fire <laughs> don't. Yeah, I got the ash fit today, apparently. <laughs> apparently, bro. I bring my Pokeballs today. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, I guess so. we'll wrap up there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the Keeping It 90 podcast. Go watch our episodes. Go, you yeah. Gotta watch them all. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then make sure to donate straight to my bank account on Anchor. All right, good night, guys.